Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to Knowledge Quest, your student experience podcast, where you ask the questions and I try to find the answers. This week, I sat down with John Champney. He's a father, he's a husband, he's a full-time employee, and he's a student at Oregon State University studying behavioral health and exercise physiology. When I heard John's story, I was really fascinated and I thought maybe it might be helpful for my other students who aren't on the most traditional track. So take a listen and tell me what you think. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, This is Knowledge Quest, your student experience podcast, where you ask the questions and I try to find the answers. I probably should be more confident when I say that, but so this is Slate Thackeray. I am your host. And today I am sitting down with Jonathan Champney. He is a senior at Oregon State University and he is studying. I just, uh, I just got away from the thing that I wanted. Pardon me, John. I just totally like I, what I what I should have said in the beginning was this is going to be real loose. It's really organic. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sitting down with John Chapney. He's a senior in public health, um, health promotion, and health behavior with a minor in exercise physiology here at Oregon State University. Um, but John's story is a little bit different, and that's why I wanted him here on the show um, because today we are talking about perspectives on higher ed and how we don't all go through the same journey to get to the end. Um, Jonathan, your experience is different because you're a non-traditional student. Yep, that's um, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so why don't you, why don't we just start at the beginning? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey in undergrad thus far? Okay. Well, um, I did start out uh, initially as uh, like a traditional student um, way back in 2000. I know I'm totally dating myself, but uh, uh, <laughs> so I was about... No one. I was like 17 when I started at Linden Community College. And as a 17-year-old, you know, my compass was really spinning. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I took various courses at Lynn Benton. Uh, I felt like I might want to go pre-med, but it was mostly because I was like, well, doctors like make a lot of money. So I just want to like make a lot of money. I think that would be great. But <laughs> Uh, eventually that didn't really work out because I just burnt myself out and, uh, you know, I was tired of being broke all the time as a student. And I just said, you know, I got to just quit and, and work just to live, you know? And, uh, so I dropped out of school and started, uh, just working in the restaurant business mostly, but I have, I had a lot of jobs between, um, that time and, and now, um, yeah. but, uh, getting my bachelor's degree has always kind of been a goal of mine. I mean, I did put it on the back burner for a while. Um, I feel like a serious void or I felt a serious void, not having it. And I was kind of ashamed of myself that I quit back then when I had the time and I probably could have done it. Um, so for well over a decade, this was kind of just eating me up internally. Like uh, I made every excuse I could think of, like, I can't afford it. There's no time. But really, I felt like there was just there was there should be time. I need to make time to do this. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. And uh, truthfully, I mean, I was really just afraid of going back and failing again. I think that was the scariest thing. And then um, yeah. in 2015, uh, I decided that I, enough was enough. I, I've got to go back. 
I've got to get back on the on the rails and and get this done. And so I registered for one class at Lynn Benton. It was a uh, as I recall, it was Health 100, like you know the basic public health class, just to get my feet wet. And that's pretty much where it it began up until this and up until now. John, I I'm like I'm like furiously like taking these notes because I I want as our listeners um, I, I'm just going to like tell all of the students like you need to come listen to John's story because you're going to identify with this so much more than maybe you think you will um, this idea of you are you're saying all the things that students say so much of like this is so mm-hmm. expensive I like there are other they maybe they only know one or two people who like decided to not go to college or whatever but they see them they have a job or they're making money or whatever and mm-hmm. so they're like, I just, I don't want to be poor anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you yeah. want, like I want to go make money. I want to be able to provide for myself that way. And the, the waiting through, um, like the waiting, like waiting in water, like the waiting through the, the frustration and the system, which is our educational system, right? I think mm-hmm. we can both love our system and also be lovingly critical of it and say like, there's some things that have got to change. Um, Absolutely. You know, for our students who are coming through, like it's it's almost backbreaking. And I think that's what I hear about your story is, you're like, man, how do I do this? Like, I can't. First of all, there's this piece of like, I'm still trying to figure out who I am, but Mm -hmm. but like, is it worth it? You know, like, (laughs) like, yeah, you definitely nailed nailed it right there. It's like, is it actually worth going back for, and just Mm -hmm. you know taking really just taking a chance on yourself and especially when you're you know when you're kind of grow doing all this growing up it's like hard to take a chance on yourself when you're not really sure where you're at like as a person I guess so that's that was always like a struggle for me I feel like I was always like you know obviously like in life it's just you're always trying to figure out really who you are as a person but trying to like take on this uh this major endeavor as well it's just like wow yeah. John, I love that we, what you just said there, which was that it is hard to take a chance on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, what I have noticed in just over the years of teaching and then working with individuals in personal development is that we, people in general are all about helping other people. Like they'll take a chance on other, like other people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll totally support that person's dreams or I'll support their goal or I'll help, I'll help lift them up. But then when we turn wow. the mirror on ourselves and we say like, Hey, what about you? What about helping yourself to grow and to learn? We're like, I don't Absolutely. know if I can take that. <laughs> like, that's pretty tough. That's a tall order. Oh. <laughs> It is. It's so hard. I mean, I feel like, I mean, there's so much more we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to walk through on this idea of like perspectives on higher ed and that I think are really important, but for our listeners to remember in this moment, like, Hey, it's like, we can identify with you. <laughs> you know, John, yeah, John, you know, sure. you hear like, right. Like this is like, if you're feeling that way, if this is feeling hard or frustrating or backbreaking in any way, like, like people have been there. It's yeah, hard. Definitely. And, but what I hope that as we continue talking, like, right, there's going to, there's some hope in here. There's, you oh, know, yeah. uh, there's some things. So Without let's go back doubt. a little bit. So um, you had said that initially you were kind of like, 
you know, maybe a doctor or whatever. What was, yeah. what was just kind of the theme? Like, what were you hoping to do when you started your undergrad? Like, I know there was medicine in there, but like, you know, what, you know, what did you see yourself doing? You know, um, I think like the theme was like just helping people. I mean, aside from the money, mm. uh, yeah. I think it was like, I wanted to be, uh, specifically, I wanted to be like a psychiatrist and, you know, help, oh, yeah help people with mental illness there's like even to this day even to this day there's like um uh, like a big stigma surrounding mental illness and um i really wanted to like maybe help um hold on a sec my daughter is yeah in here okay <laughs> no worries so for all of our listeners out there uh, just so you know, this is for real. Like John and I were living the life. You're also living the life. Yeah. Uh, John's taking his day to be with us, and uh, and we have a little visitor on the show. We have a visitor. Yes. Uh, anyways, where I was going there is like that theme was just um, just helping people, I guess, and the you know with like uh, just with people um, needing help. I mean, my mom was like a psychiatric nurse and I know that people within the community really needed um, that type of help. And there was a shortage of uh, yeah. mental health professionals at the time. And I think that that was basically the underlying theme. Okay. Yeah. What you, so you, in your journey, as you're going, so right, so you're so you're at LBCC, trying to find your way, and then it was just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out of this for a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull myself out. Um, describe a little bit more. Um, I, I'm interested in this kind of the um, what kind of like <laughs> I've been thinking of this word that I cannot remember for like the last three days. Right. I keep using the word Genesis, yeah. but it's not the catalyst. The catalyst. Oh, hallelujah. Nice. <laughs> I finally. There. Awesome. What, you know, so from the, so kind of that, the journey in the wilderness where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm finding my way. I'm interested to hear a little bit more about that journey. Um, and then the catalyst that eventually got you to this point where you're like, enough is enough. I've got to get back yeah. into, I've got to get back into school. So I really think, you know, I didn't talk about this too much in my notes, but, uh, the catalyst really was, um, I had a full-time job, uh, like working at a hospital that was on a construction site that was not, this was down in Springfield, like in 2008. So it was Riverbend yeah. Hospital in Springfield. I was working on that construction site. I mean, I was working like 80 hours a week. I barely, you know, I was making good money, but let's face it, like working 80 hours a week is a drag. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, I worked my tail off for a long time and I was basically a temporary employee. I was supposed to be let go when the construction was over, but I, I kind of showed my worth, I guess, in going to school yeah. or I mean, in working there and it was hired on. But during that time, I barely had time to, you know, feed myself. And I just, I was not taking good care of myself. I gained a lot of weight during that time, even though I was working yeah. all the time and on my feet, I was just eating like, you know, fast food and stuff like that. 
so I really just became pretty like overweight and it was actually Mm -hmm. pretty scary um Mm. where I was at so at at and another thing too is like um I was you know just to like unwind was like drinking and stuff like that that just just kind of plays into the the weight gain but I uh I decided that I just need to like get back into shape because I've always kind of been into fitness and stuff like that. And so I ended up uh, setting a goal for myself to run a marathon and oh, nice. I went through this entire, you know, the process of like getting back into shape. And uh, I ended up running the 2011 Portland marathon um, mm-hmm. through all of that. I mean, I, I lost like 80 pounds through everything and, uh, just turned it around entirely. And I was like, you know, I really got to do something to help other people. You know, many of my friends were kind of in the same boat I was. And uh, they were just like, how do I lose weight? Like, what are you doing? What, how do you do this? And like, <laughs> I just really need to, uh, you know, I just really wanted to like reach out to people and say, hey, if I can do this, like you guys can too. So that was really where all of that began. That was sort of the catalyst where I was like, you know what? I could go to school and do something that would really make a difference in people's lives. And um, additionally, like, you know, insurance companies and stuff, I think are going more the direction of preventative medicine rather than like Mm -hmm. reactive medicine. So I was like, you know, I think that this would be a really good, this is like kind of my calling. So yeah where do I go from here and you know it yeah the uh the schooling aspect of it really was like you know I could get into this it 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 will take you know setting aside some of this fear but like I can I can do it like I feel like I can just take you know for lack of a better term like baby steps and just yeah and I had some credits from Lynn Benton that were you know, still good. I checked into all that and I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm well on my way. Like I just kind of got a little bit more okay. confidence there. So I think that was really what kind of sparked the whole getting back into school situation. Oh man. Okay. Again. So like, just to, to like bring it back home for the students who are listening. Um, so I want to like walk through your process here and students oftentimes are, they ask me like, okay, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, you know, I can give all the inspirational speeches on the planet and they're like, but Slade, how do I do it? Like, how do I go from like wanting this, but then actually doing it? And I think that what I'm hearing from you, John, is this, so observing, like you actually took the time to observe where mm-hmm. you were and what you were doing and what you were experiencing. You could name it. Like right now you named yeah. it. And even if it is in reflection, right? Like you could name where you were and the things about your behavior that you weren't happy with. And then you made a plan mm-hmm. and oh, something that you could really achieve. It sounded like, right. Something that would stretch yeah. you, but that was completely within your reach as well. Like, you know, like, okay, if I work hard enough, I'll, I'll get yeah. there. And you know, um, you know, for being real, like it seemed impossible running a marathon. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's impossible like there's like I can't even run a mile let alone like it seemed like this lofty goal that was just like way out of reach at the time but yeah um it's again you just have to like chip away at it it's not gonna happen overnight yeah it's like it takes 
Yeah. It just takes dedication. It takes do, being tenacious, doing it every day. So, yes. Yeah. I love that chip away at it. So this part of, um, I, I love also the parallels between like, okay, a marathon feels impossible for the student who is feeling right now, either they're in their first or their second or their third year in university and they just feel like it's impossible. Yeah. Right. Like same, same rules, rules, same rules mm-hmm. of the game apply. Just take it a little bit of time, one day at a time. I'm curious, maybe, maybe we've already answered this question by saying, take it one day at a time. Um, if you have any thoughts or just your personal experience around executing that, you know, and if we want to keep using your experience of preparing for a marathon, you know, how did you, what did the daily grind look like for you? Yeah. You know, cause students are going to be like, oh, well, it's great to make a goal. It's a great to observe how I'm doing, but like, how do I actually do that daily? <laughs> you know, like, okay. And you tell me, take it a little bit at a time, but what did that, what did the daily grind look so like? So for, for me, it was just breaking it down, like into small pieces, like every day. So I would just make, okay. I made a plan, like, you know, it was by week. Like I just make a plan for what I was going to do every day of that week. And if things, I mean, often, and just being like adaptable, because if things didn't, yeah. you know, there are days where you're going to be tired and there are days where you're sore or whatever. I mean, that can kind of, um, that's sort of parallel even with school. Um, <laughs> yes. So you just have to like adapt and say, okay, I'm going to give myself a break this day. I'll do something else like, and um, I'll come back to it or whatever. Like, I just, I feel like definitely just breaking it down into smaller pieces and then um, just being flexible and adaptable. I think those two things were key in, in meeting that ultimate Mm -hmm. goal. And really, I mean, it's, there are parallels with the undergrad too. I mean, it, it, exactly. So, yeah. So we're kind of, this is a great dovetail into this idea of obstacles um, and maybe detours that came along the way. So both, you know, and if we keep kind of, we don't have to keep going on this, your journey of, of uh, training for a marathon, uh, but it is such a mm-hmm. great parallel. Um, uh, around, um, you know, so when you either getting back into undergrad or this idea of around the marathon, maybe we should pick one, but I'll leave that up to you, wh- whichever direction okay. you want to go. Um, what, what obstacles did you face and then how did you overcome them? You know, when we're thinking of this idea of taking small things, big things and breaking it into smaller things, you know, how do we account for the obstacles? How do we, how do we cope? How did you cope? You know, when detours were, were there, yeah. you know, were inevitable. Well, um, yeah, there, particularly with my undergrad, there have definitely been moments where there have been detours, um, uh, uh, just trying to like finance the, the degree has been one big one. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's boo bucks, let's face it, like, particularly, you, you know, you don't even have to be like an out of state <laughs> student, like it's a lot of money to and um, so just trying to get that all all rolled in um, and just especially in my life now it's been there have been many obstacles like uh, working full-time I mean and it's kind of interesting because 
I feel like my life is sort of flipped as flipped of the status quo, I guess. Like I bought a house, I, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm a homeowner, I'm a dad now, but I don't have my degree yet. Like, so those things, mm -hmm. just like being a, you know, being a homeowner, having to take care of that, having to, having a, a child, um, you know, I'm like married. So, you know, spending time with my wife and when both of us were in school, mm -hmm. um, those have all been obstacles yeah. to um, just trying to, I mean, just find the time to, uh, to get it done. So, um, and yeah, yeah. just, and tr yeah, just the balance of everything and trying to, uh, mm -hmm. maintain sanity, I guess, like, um, not, you know, getting enough sleep, those just basic stuff, I guess. <laughs> so. so how do you, John, for school, how do you balance that? What is your kind of what's your go to in terms of, you know, keeping the sanity, keeping the balance, breaking big things into small things when you are working full time as many of our many of the yeah. students are right. And um, how do you do that? You know, how do you keep the balance um, and make the, the big things feel small, you know, when you're trying to do it? all? I have to admit, it's tough. Um, like there, I don't feel like there's really an easy answer for me. Like I have a, I do have a hard time balancing things, but I just have okay. to yeah. like with school, I just have to take it like, again, like the marathon training, like a week at a time. It's like, okay, this is due yeah. Friday. This is due Sunday. I just got to bust this out. Like I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to try to do, um, I think the thing that especially I've been doing this last academic year is just trying to get things done early on in the week. So then I have time later in the week to study mm -hmm. the particular topics. Um, so I have, so I meet the deadlines yeah. early enough so that I can really kind of, uh, retain the information later. That's, that's been key actually. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. Yeah. Oh, John, I'm, I'm just like, I think what I'm loving most of all about our conversation is just the, uh, the real factor. Um, something I was just talking to my wife the other night about, um, was the, what I call the marvelous mundane is that there are those of us who are just the yeah. normal people, right? <laughs> like, just, I'm just working, I'm working my nine to five. I'm, you know, working to get the degree. I'm trying to support a family and the life that I, that I want to live. And it's it the is. marvelous <laughs> mundane and it's hard and worth it. And, um, and I think that's just, I hope that that's a sense of hope for students. We're going to talk through some other ideas, especially talk a little bit more about your perspective as an adult learner and how the system is helping you. And then maybe some areas of feedback where you're like, man, the system, I'm feeling like I don't have enough. Um, but that just hearing your story, John, like that's, that's like a piece of inspiration to me. Like, Hey, like yeah. keep, keep doing it, keep going, keep taking it one day at a time, sure. keep trying. Um, everyone who's, uh, everyone who's listening, uh, I'm sitting with, uh, Jonathan Champney. Uh, he is a senior, um, a, an undergrad, um, at Oregon State University studying, um, I just put it away. John, uh, tell us what you're studying. Cause I senior in health promotion, it. health behavior, public health, and, uh, getting my minor in exercise physiology. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for telling us that. Um, and we're going to take a little break here. Um, and then we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to go, like I said, we're going to go through uh, John's perspective on how uh, how the education system has supported him as an adult learner, then go into our speed round. It's going to be lots of fun. Come back with us. This is Knowledge Quest, your student experience podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. Um, just a quick reminder, I'm telling everyone this every time until I get a biter. Um, I do those little musical interludes during our breaks. If you or someone you know is a budding musician um, and they want to share their music um, somewhere where people can listen to it, this is the place for you. Because remember, this is your podcast, and I want this to be a place where you feel like um, you can share and you can learn and we can all grow together. I am sitting with John Champney, a senior at Oregon State University, studying uh, public health uh, with a minor in exercise <laughs> physiology. I got it right this time. And uh, we're talking through perspectives of higher ed. Um, those of you um, who have been with us, right? John has uh, been on this journey. He's been sharing it with us from starting his undergrad um, at a local community college, um, leaving education for a time, and then coming back. Um, so what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to get John's perspective on like the first week or like that first, you know, like, Hey, I'm back, <laughs> you know, the family in tow, here we go. And John, your perspectives on what had changed for the better. What was like, Oh, right. Okay. This was totally awesome. And then what was a shock to your system? Like yeah. I was not ready for that. Well, um, uh, I think a really interesting thing that happened in, you know, the 15 years of not being in school, 14 or 15 years is like, um like when you take an online class it's like i mean we didn't have it's weird to say but we didn't have like online courses back then <laughs> they were like very much in their infancy uh -huh. so it was just like hopping back oh, in yeah. and you know all of the information was right there in the class it was broken down by week i mean it it actually makes it pretty easy for you and that that was kind of like oh a wow moment just like oh okay like this is manageable like i can do this yeah. um and okay, yeah. uh i think that was actually like the thing that was like a shock to me as well it was just like like we don't have an actual textbook anymore like the textbook is that is online or <laughs> um you know, like, I feel like there was a mm -hmm. movement between the time I left school and the time that I restarted school where, like, a lot of professors were like, we're not even going to assign a textbook anymore because they're so expensive and we want to, like, make this easier on our kids so yeah, or on our students. And um, I think that that was, it was yeah. pretty much all positive. I don't think I was really shocked or, like, I think it was just like, wow, it kind of just hit the ground running, I guess, so. Yeah. Yeah. This I <laughs> I'm imagining you like I'm at, I'm imagining you kind of yeah. like coming out of like a time capsule yep. of like education and walking into this space and and being like, "Hey, actually, yeah. so you're going to read this all online or 
you know and so some ways you're like oh this is really cool and other ways you're like i'm not even sure i know <laughs> yeah, where totally. to connect at this point mm-hmm. and who, do, who do i talk to who's gonna help me um just on a personal point so are you a are you a physical text uh reader or are you are I'm you fine. okay with I'm those digital texts like text. i can read the digital texts yeah. and and do just fine so um yeah i'm, I'm good either way yeah. Yeah, I know um, I have encountered many adult learners who are there. It's there kind of is these varying opinions. Like mm-hmm. some people are like, nope, just give me a book. <laughs> like I want a physical book. Um, uh, and my wife, who's an adult learner, you know, she, uh, no, an adult student, you know, she's kind of that oh, way. She's yeah. like, I wish they would just give me a book. Um, but, you know, many others who are really grateful for the ability to just mm-hmm. take take it wherever they're going, you know, and, and be able to read online. Um, tell us some of the challenges that you've experienced um, coming back into the system and where it's been like, whew, that was, that is, those have been hurdles well, for you to Well, I think overcome. that mostly, mostly the challenges for me has, have just been like that, the balancing thing, like we talked about before, trying to find time to adequately study mm-hmm. and um, also, you know, just take care of everyday life things. Um and yeah, that's been probably the most challenging thing. Uh, I am very fortunate that I've had such like supportive bosses throughout this whole um, this mm. whole thing. My my bosses yep. have been like, yeah, if you want to take off and go to class and then come back and make up the hours, that's totally fine. Like, I that is a major privilege for me, and I realize that I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, yep. and, uh, yeah. it's been, you know, just a little challenging, just being on campus for so long as well, like take, going through the anatomy and physiology series. That was a lot of work. It was a lot of time, like a lot of late nights on campus and stuff like that for labs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just being away from home, that was, yeah. that was a challenge, but, um, it's just, you know, it's just like with this quarantine situation, it's like, this is only temporary, like, it's gonna pass just like everything, it's gonna, it will Mm -hmm. pass eventually. So that's just Mm -hmm. what I had to remind myself of even then. Yeah. 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 And how, um, how close are, so is this the last year for you? Like, are you going to graduate? When will you graduate? Spring of next year. So it is my last hurrah. It's my last year. Yeah. And uh, it would probably be, I mean, I can only really muster the energy to take like two, two, maybe three classes a term. So it would probably go a lot faster Mm -hmm. if I could take more, but um, obviously with everything it's, I can just, uh, you know, to keep my sanity, it's like one or two. (laughs) Yeah. John, it sounds like you've had mm-hmm. a lot of support from your employer and that they've been able to give you the flexibility that you need in order to go to class and come back. Has there been in any way the education system, has there been in any way that they have ultimately, like you've been like, wow, I just want to give a shout out for them, like really helping me. Or are there areas that you've noticed like, hey, this could probably support students more who are in, like alternative learning you know, um, kind of experience. I feel like the 
my managers, my direct like report or my, my direct managers have been the most supportive and there really hasn't been any question. I feel like they mm-hmm. really like they're, they're true leaders. They want to see me succeed, even if that means moving on and not working mm-hmm. um, there anymore. And, you know, I've been asked like, well, what are you going to do after you're done? I'm like, well, I'll probably find a job, but I'm not sure at this point. I'm trying to, you know, just keep things sort of like in perspective. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a possibility that I might mm-hmm. leave, but I, I think that, um, yeah. yeah, but I feel like the, some of my coworkers, I don't know if it's jealousy or something, but they, I feel like they've sort of maybe resented the fact that I'm like gone for like an hour at a time on a Monday, but that's, you know, again, yeah. that's just kind of, that's yeah. not really on me. I don't think, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I know I'm going to ask you this question. I'll ask you that oh, question yeah. <laughs> later in our speed round. John, before we go into the speed round, John, what is your, um, what are your thoughts? What is your guidance for individuals who are, they're thinking about coming back um, or even those who are thinking about giving up, like not giving up, but like taking a step away for a time or whatever. Um, you know, what is, what is your advice for, for getting back in the game? You know, what is your, like, what would be your pep talk of like, Hey, you know, this is, you can do it. Like, what would you say to those who are thinking about getting back into learning after? Um, I would just um, say to just like, take, like, just take it like a small, a small step at a time. Like it doesn't have to be, it's going to be rough, like going in like head first and just doing it all. Like if you're if you're kind of that type of person and that works for you mm-hmm. that's great but like i feel like just easing into it is incredibly important at least it was for me just getting you know getting your confidence back if you've been out for a while like oh, okay yeah i can i can get the feel of this again like i can do this again um just uh yeah just just doing it like maybe one starting with like maybe one class and then um, and then on the other end, like if, if someone's thinking about maybe like stopping school for a little while or something, I think that it would be, um, I think it would be better maybe to just like lower the, uh, lower the class load if you can, like with financial aid and all that, I know that can be tough, but maybe yeah. just reducing the class load for a little bit, taking yeah. like some back core that aren't as challenging and then, and then reevaluating the next term or something in fact um i did yeah. that for for the first time this last term winter term i just had to like take a i had to step away and take a break for a minute and just be like yeah. okay so i just took one class and i went yeah. and enjoyed myself in the time that i wasn't i wasn't earnestly trying to do mm-hmm. school i just went and like and just hung out with friends yeah. and it was a real refresher. It was, it totally helped me recharge. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And come back in. 
John, I really, I appreciate that perspective. And for our listeners, just a reminder, we know, um, I know, John, <laughs> both of us know, <laughs> we all know, um, you know, you're coming from, you're coming from different backgrounds that no one's, you know, my story, John's story, the other individuals that I interview on the show, right? Our stories don't, you know, fit in, they don't fit in lock and step, right? Like we all come in from different lens and perspectives. And so, you know, what I encourage all of us to do and listeners is to, you know, take what really works, take those pieces that are like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, I can break the big into the small. You know, are you at the place where you're observing your behavior right now? You know, if you don't love where you're at, you know, if, and maybe you take some time and really think about that and, and how much time that's, you know, that's really up to you. Um, I tell students all the time, <laughs> this show is not therapy, <laughs> um, though there may be like therapeutic elements to it, right? But take the time to talk with professionals, work with those who um, will help you on um, help you on your journey. I think that that kind of helps me with the, our last question before the speed round um, is, John, who have been like who um, like mentors, people, who did you go to to help you kind of get where well, you are right now? Uh, probably. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting because my wife is also um like a non-traditional student, at least she was. So she was very much a mentor to me mm -hmm. throughout um, throughout her time in school. Uh, like she, she also graduated with a public health degree. And so we were kind of just like living this parallel life with school. And I saw that she was really doing, you know, she was really <laughs> knocking it out. And I, um, additionally, uh, my mom went back to school when I was, I think, 10 years old and got her, her bachelor's degree in nursing. Oh, wow. So she was also a non-traditional student. So she, yeah. she understood, like, or she under understands, like, what that was about. Like, um, so she's definitely been, um, sort of a, a mentor, um, additionally, as, as time has passed and that, as I've been taking yeah. more and more classes, um, I've had several TAs that have really, TAs and professors that have been absolute, like just inspirational and, and just amazing yeah. people to, to kind of be a mentor, be someone that kind of to lean on and, and uh, their words of encouragement have been like just amazing. So um yeah so i've had a pretty good support system yeah. through all of that yeah yeah and i think that for our, our listeners if you're like i i always just want to give voice to for that person who might be like i don't have that if you don't have that support system and not just i'm not just talking about family but if you're like i don't i don't know professors or i don't know people on campus i'm gonna challenge you and give you like really to take on some accountability and to like join a club, talk with people, reach out to individuals. I tell students all the time, um, and I'll tell students who are listening, you know, whether you're, you know, on the East Coast, West Coast, wherever, somewhere in the world, like I'm yeah. here too. Like I'll be part of your community, mm -hmm. I'll help you out, but you've got to reach out to people. Like you have to be there. Uh, you have to ask for help. Um, and oh, yeah. a support system is absolutely necessary, no matter where you're at in your whether you're, you know, you, you did it, you came in, you were 18 and you're going to finish when you're 23 or 24 or whatever. Right. Um, you know, or whether you've, you've gone and you've come back mm -hmm. wherever you are, like you have to have a support system 
when you're doing this. And so if you feel like you're someone who's like, I don't have that flex slate, how do I do that? Yeah. You know, first of all, let's talk about it. I'd love to talk about it on the show. Um, second of all, like start reaching out, start talking with individuals, network, work with a team. Um, and maybe we could talk about that on the show sometime too. It's like, how do we network? But um, okay, John, um, I don't have any <laughs> magical sound effects for this, but I call it the speed round. Um, so just a few questions. Maybe we already know the answers to these, but we'll, we're going to visit them. We're just going to visit okay. them. So we're going to try and do this in like two minutes. Um, I won't time us exactly, but uh, I've got, we've gotten it down. Every time I do okay. the speed round, it gets shorter and shorter, which is kind of my goal. So um, here we go. The very first question is, back. is it worth coming back? Um. And uh, at, yeah, yeah go just ahead. definitely without a doubt, it's worth coming back, um, even though I may not get a job that's necessarily like specific to my degree, um, just having the knowledge and experience of school and just being kind of like less ignorant is ex mm -hmm. is actually like a major gift. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And who is your, you might uh, already, Definitely you my might family, this, uh, my sisters, supporter? my wife uh, have been awesome. Um, they they kind of push me up when I'm down. That's been great. Um, and even other students have been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I might be 20 years their senior almost, but they, they're in the same boat. I mean, we have, we have this, you know, we're peers. <laughs> we have this common thing, so. Yeah. 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 How do you beat the doldrums or the haters? You know, when people get down um, on you or when life gets down on you. There's a movie that I watched it? recently with a quote that says, they hate us because they ain't us. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, I just have to remember, <laughs> a, a TA just told me, told our class that we deserve to be here. And I just have to like sort of um, have that, have that going in my head. Like Ooh, it, yeah. it's easy to feel like an imposter, but yeah. 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 And John, what's something everyone should know about coming back to school, about being a non-traditional student? Uh, well, it might sound cliche, but uh, it doesn't matter how old you are to go back to school. I mean, I think that that's been represented in graduates of OSU that are in their 70s. Um, it's, um, it's pretty amazing. And then... yeah perfection is the enemy of good like you might want to get straight a's but it's you just have to just getting it done is the most important no one's going to look at your transcripts they're going to look at that that beautiful diploma so yeah those are the two things that are yeah at the yeah. forefront for me right now <laughs> Friends, you've been listening to a conversation that I had with Jonathan Champney, a student at Oregon State University, as we talked through his experience in reaching his goal, a bachelor's degree. And no matter where you are on your journey, I hope that you take heart. And even though you hear it all the time, please know that you really can do it one day at a time, one step at a time. Thank you for being an example to me and to all of those around you. And thank you for listening. This is Slate Thackeray with Knowledge Quest, your student experience podcast, where you ask the questions and I find the answers.
Hey listeners, thanks for joining me today on Knowledge Quest, your student experience podcast. If you have a question you want me to explore or a professional you want me to sit down with, please drop me a line at anchor.fm backslash slade Thackeray. My name is S-L-A-D-E, T as in Tom, H-A-C-K-E-R-A-Y. Catch you next time.